The best moment of our lives was one quiet, repeated day of work in our house. Not everyone understood. This is Poetry Says. I'm Alice, and if you'd like to read along with today's poem, you can go to poetrysays.com. So today's poem is called Happiness, and it's by an American poet called Jane Kenyon. I was at a poetry reading the other day, and somebody turned to someone else and said, are there any happy poems? I don't think there are. And they both sagely shook their heads and said, no, poetry's all very sad. Which is an argument you could make, but this poem today is going to contradict that a little bit. It's called Happiness, and it sat on my whiteboard for years, and I had it all written out. I had Jane Kenyon written at the bottom. Didn't really know who Jane Kenyon was, never actually took the time to look that up, but I just had this poem there that was kind of like a friend to me, really, and I read it over and over again. So I'll read you the first stanza just to start with, and then we can go from there. There's just no accounting for happiness, or the way it turns up like a prodigal, who comes back to the dust at your feet, having squandered a fortune far away. And how can you not forgive? You make a feast in honour of what was lost, and take from its place the finest garment, which you saved for an occasion you could not imagine, and you weep night and day to know that you were not abandoned, that happiness saved its most extreme form for you alone. So already there's so much to love in that poem, just in those first couple of stanzas. Um, I love that first couplet. There's just no accounting for happiness or the way it turns up like a prodigal. I think I know the kind of happiness that Kenyon's talking about there. I had a bit of an example of it the other day. At the moment, I'm living in London, which is an amazing place to live. But if you were going to list out the most, the happiest cities on earth, London is probably not going to make your top five. It might uh, make your top five list of grumpiest cities or most unfriendly cities. It's, it's a tough place to be sometimes. And it was especially tough. The other day, it was the Tuesday after a bank holiday, first day of summer, and it was freezing. It was raining, and everyone was walking around as if they had somehow been betrayed, like they'd been promised something, and it was not forthcoming, and people were very unhappy. And um, the mood catches, and I was definitely walking around in that headspace. And then I walked past the dry cleaners of all places um, next to us, next to our apartment. And I saw the guy who runs it just sweeping out the floor of the dry dry cleaners, just, uh, just sweeping out his little shop. And something about that made me so happy. And I have no idea how to account for that. I really can't explain what it was about the dry cleaner that just changed my mood but it did and it was it was just wonderful but I couldn't I couldn't give you a good reason so I think that's the kind of happiness that Kenyon's talking about there it just shows up sometimes you feel a little bit like saying where have you been where the hell were you but you just have to go with it so 
as I said, I had this poem up on my whiteboard for quite a few years, and then one day I thought, you know what, I love this poem. I'm going to find out more about the person who wrote it, and actually I'm going to contact them, and I'm going to say, you know, thank you so much. This poem means so much to me. So I started looking up Jane Kenyon. And as it turns out, Jane Kenyon was no longer alive. She had died in 1995 of leukemia. And then I started looking further and further into the story, and I was just completely amazed. Not only had she had to fight leukemia, but all her life she was fighting against, basically, depression. And she pushed and pushed, and you can see it in her poetry. There's this real struggle there's a sense that she she understands that she has depression and a lot of her poetry deals with that but it also deals with the things that lift her out of that there's a great one called the clothes pin where she basically says it's so much better rather than sitting around feeling sad to just hang out the washing that's a terrible summation of a really great poem which I will link to but yeah, it was just obvious that she'd, she'd spent so much time trying to stay okay. And happiness, the poem, seems like a culmination of all that. It's like she's finally sort of understanding how it works, how it comes and goes. And um, in looking further into Kenyon's life, I came across this fantastic essay by her husband, Donald Hall. It's called The Third Thing, and that's where he talks about the best moment of our lives, being one quiet, repeated day of work. So they lived together in this big country house and basically both wrote poetry. A little bit of competitiveness, it sounds like, but also a great deal of support. They edited each other's work. And um, I love this line from the essay. Hall says, Third things are essential to marriages. Objects or practices or habits or arts or institutions or games or human beings that provide a site of joint rapture or contentment. Each member of a couple is separate. The two come together in double attention. So the end of the poem, Kenyon gets more and more expansive as she goes along, and she talks about all the things that happiness comes to eventually. So I'll just read you the last stanza. It even comes to the boulder in the perpetual shade of pine barrens to rain falling on the open sea, to the wine glass, weary of holding wine. That last line has always mystified me a little bit, to the wine glass, weary of holding wine. It's interesting. It's almost as if she's saying, when the wine glass is holding wine and doing what it's supposed to do, it's, it can't be truly happy. It's when it rejects what it's meant to do, when it just gets sick of holding wine, that's when the happiness comes to it. Um, I think that's really fascinating. And I love to rain falling on the open sea. You know, the idea that that rain and boulders could feel happiness, she's really just becoming so expansive in those last two lines, which is, from what I've read of her, relatively rare. She's, She's relatively contained in a lot of her poems. So I love that she's kind of stretching out here in these last couple of lines. So if you've got a poem that you want to share with people, you want to tell people about it, then go to Poetry Says and contact me. 
and you can also tweet me at Poetry Says. Thanks for listening.